All right, welcome back to the second part of my high volume training experiment series, which is not really a series, it's just two videos where I'm talking about how I up my training volume lately and I've been experimenting with pushing the envelope a little bit more and pushing my boundaries and see what my body can recover from. But this is the second part. So in the first part, I was beating around the bush a little bit and just giving you a lot of context and my thoughts in general about what goes into high volume training programs and the things that you should be considering before you're upping your training volume. So if you haven't seen that, then I do recommend that you check that one out first. But in this one, I'm not going to mess around anymore with context. I will a little bit, but not that much. I'm very much going to spill the beans, spill my guts, share my actual training protocol, how it's looking now, how many sets it has, how many sets it had earlier on, and how it changed over time. So if you've been wondering about what Able is doing, then you don't have to wonder anymore. You will find out in this video. Now, I also promised you a PDF guide in the first video that I would put together, and I fulfilled my promise. It's going to be linked in the show notes below, but you will find a pretty monster, not a monstrous, but a mini monster article where I'm giving you a lot of good information about training and progression and modifying your training volume, and also a downloadable PDF guide in the bottom of that article where you can find a lot of detailed information on how you can optimize your training in terms of progression, exercise selection, rep ranges. I will also give you a sample protocol. So good stuff, but don't click away just yet. Watch this video till the end. And if you want more, then just go to that article. And yeah, I hope you will dig it and you will enjoy it and also will find it educational. But with that, let's get into today's topic, which is how I modify my training volume over time and why I arrived to the place where I'm at now compared to where I was a couple of months before this. So the first thing I want to say, just a little bit of context for the beginning, when you're hearing about someone's training protocol, like in my case, I'm telling you what I'm doing now, don't get too hung up on why this person is doing that. Like it would be so much more optimal for this person to do this instead. You know, don't overthink this too much. Training is serious business in the sense that you're putting your body on the line, like you're lifting weights, you're at a risk of injury, the more time you're spending in the gym. And it's not just your muscles that are taking a beating, but also your connective tissue. But assuming that you're smart enough about that and you're trying to set things up so that you're minimizing the chances of getting hurt, I think in general, it's worth not assigning more significance to this than what it really deserves. At the end of the day, you're doing this for fun and it's very much a choose your own adventure type of thing. You can just try out different things and if something completely doesn't work out, well, worst case scenario, you wasted a couple of weeks or months maybe and you can just go back on the right track. You know, hopefully you will be lifting for 10, 20, 30 more years wasting a few weeks here and there is just really not the end of the world. I like to compare training to a video game where there is an end outcome within the video game, but how you exactly get there is somewhat down to your own personal preference. That's why actually I like these new generation arcade games like Assassin's Creed better than the previous ones like Prince of Persia, because the former is very much linear and there is only one way in which you can get to your eventual goal and in something like Assassin's Creed you can try out different things you can take a longer route to get there or you can just take the fast track just assassinate everybody in your way and kill the big boss at the end and you will be done with the game quicker. Similarly in the case of training there might be an objectively fastest and most efficient way in which you can get to your physique goals and there might be a bit of a slower more moderate paced journey in which you can get there, but both routes have their advantages and disadvantages. The fast track might be more efficient, but it might also be more risky in terms of injuries. You might have to spend more time in the gym. You have to give more thought to how you're setting things up. 
And on a slower journey, you might get there a little bit slower, it might take you a bit longer time, but it also has its benefits because maybe you will have more time to do other stuff, you don't have to be so on point with your recovery, and maybe the journey will just more enjoyable for you that way. So the reason I'm telling you all of this is because, you know, a year ago or so when I made that big reduction in my training volume, I didn't like the video game that I was playing at the time. I didn't have the time to spend as much time in the gym as what would have been necessary to make high volume training work, or even if I did have the time, I just didn't want to put in that time. I would have preferred to spend it on other things that were just more valuable for me at the time. I also didn't like my gym environment, and actually just the other day I was humbly reminded of why that was the case. I went to the gym at rush hour, and as soon as I went to the squat rack or to the Smith machine or something, immediately someone showed up and like, like, how much do you have left? Can I jump in? And then when I went to the changing room, it was full of people. It was completely crowded. I had to like sneak somehow in between them so that I can get to my jacket and get the fuck out quickly. And then a guy came out of the shower naked and fucking punched me in the face with his penis as he was flipping that around. And then I was like, bro, you're lowering my MRV here. But anyway, the point is the whole hassle that went into making a high volume strenuous training protocol work was just not worth it for me. So as you probably know, I took some time off the gym. I let my mind and body reset a little bit, make my enthusiasm and motivation for the gym get reignited and then put together a very simplistic training protocol. And that training protocol is going to be up on the screen right here. So as you can see, it's fundamentally a full body protocol. I was in the gym four or five days a week. I was very flexible with how I was switching around exercises. If one week I was in the gym four days a week, then my sessions were a bit longer. If I was there five days a week, then they were a bit shorter. Every once in a while I made it there six days a week. And in that case, my training sessions were really short. I also didn't make a big deal out of how I was moving exercises back and forth across the days. So if the gym was really crowded on one day and I just couldn't get to some machine or the squat rack was taken all the time, then I had no problems putting RDLs from one day to another day or switching up push-ups with flies or maybe originally I didn't plan to train a muscle group on two consecutive days, but on some occasions I did. And because the volume was very moderate, uh, it was not a big issue. I didn't run into recovery problems because of this. And honestly, I was enjoying this training setup so much and it was so easy to maintain. It was so sustainable. It was blending into my general lifestyle so nicely that I really just didn't feel the need to modify anything. Essentially, the way I would describe this time period in my life is the time in which I really mastered sustainable training and nutrition. And quite frankly, one of the nicest things about this all was that I was actually pretty satisfied with my physique. Like I knew, knew it fully well that I'm not the most jacked guy on Instagram, but I also knew that I will never be that guy. And pretty much my thought process at the time was that if a year from now I'm not considerably bigger and more muscular, but my knowledge base has increased, I've been able to help more people, I've been putting out more content and things like that, then I'm fine with that outcome, honestly. I'm not going to be depressed if in a year I won't have put on too much muscle. So with this kind of mindset at the time, having a training protocol that really wasn't too time consuming, I could really build it around my life as opposed to having to build my life around my training, and then having the prospect that still I can progress up to a slightly higher level still over time very, very gradually was just very appealing to me. I would say that I was at a very happy place with my training. But over time, I just felt like, okay, I completely mastered the game of sustainable training practice. I honestly have nothing more to prove myself on this front. I know that I can stay lean, I can still progress slowly with my training, and I don't have to go through crazy bulking and cutting cycles. I'm at minimal risk of injury. And I think I just passed this test with a big A+. 
I think at this point you have basically two decisions that you can make. One is where you just leave everything as it is, you just don't mess with your training, you don't try to tweak it or optimize it, and you just focus on other areas of your life. And you become one of those guys who is like, yeah, yeah, I'm still training, but my mind is just not there anymore. The other approach that you can take is you say, you know what, I have mastered this game, there is nothing more that I can prove to myself at this level of the game, so let's try if I can still win at this game at a slightly higher level and can challenge myself a little bit more. I think both answers are completely acceptable and I don't think there is necessarily a right or wrong answer here. It really just comes down to your life context and what's going on with you in that given moment of your life. And to me personally, in that given context, I felt like all the circumstances and my life context was just aligned well enough so that it was worthwhile to try pushing myself a little bit harder and see if I can achieve a little bit more by upping the ante a bit more. Funny enough, the first thing that I actually tried was not doing more volume, but it was actually doing less. I was actually curious how low I can go in volume and still make progress. I'm pretty sure that if you're searching back my YouTube channel, you can still find that video somewhere. But I actually started doing only six hard sets per week per body part. It was an upper, lower, upper, lower, four days a week in the gym, training protocol, and it was super, super minimalistic. And I was just trying out how that works. Admittedly, I didn't keep this up for long enough to really see if I could have progressed on that over time. But, you know, for the one month or so that I was trying it, it certainly didn't look like it was working very well. It really looked like this is just too low for me at this point and I'm just too advanced to make progress on a training split that is so minimalistic. So I ended up modifying the split by keeping to the same upper lower split, but taking out the rest days. So instead of four days, I was in the gym six days a week. And basically I ended up having three upper body and three lower body sessions. I started making some steady progress again and I was feeling pretty good and since I was eating in a surplus at the time and also my sleep quality was decent, it wasn't a 10 out of 10 but it was at least an 8 out of 10 which for me who has pretty shitty sleep genetics it's pretty damn good, I felt like I could handle more. My sessions were challenging, but I just didn't feel like I was that challenged with this training setup. I was never sore, my work capacity in the gym was pretty good, I never felt any kind of lingering fatigue in between sessions, I was always fresh attacking my subsequent sessions. So basically I just ended up modifying my training split by adding in one more set for a couple of movements. So essentially this took my training volume from 9 sets a week to like 12 sets a week for a couple of muscle groups. Over time the volume for more and more body parts started approaching 12 as opposed to 9. And at some point I felt like, okay, I'm doing four sets for most of my muscle groups and it's tolerable, it's nothing too much, but maybe I could have a bit higher quality sessions if I just increase my training frequency for a couple of muscle groups that were important for me. And then I can give more attention to each set because I felt like by the time I got to the fourth set, my training intensity and my ability to really give all my focus to that set at hand was just starting to taper a little bit. So I started moving some exercise and some movements across the days and I ended up with this kind of weird split where some body parts were trained three days a week and others were trained four or five days a week. And at some point I said, you know what, I tried daily training before and probably the first time I tried it I was just not advanced enough for that, it was just not warranted for me to do something so extreme if you will. And I was also struggling with a lot of connective tissue aches and pains probably because I was a bit too reckless with how I was selecting my movements and training intensities. Alright guys, I think I exceeded my talking to the camera MRV here, so I'll switch over to a voiceover. The point is that I started out with a daily full body training paradigm where I was hitting pretty much every muscle group every day. 
Initially, I started quite low and was doing one or two sets for most muscle groups only to keep my weekly volume at around 12 sets. I didn't want to increase set volume just yet because I knew that my volume load would get an increase just from being more fresh for basically all my sessions and getting in more reps than I normally on my exercises. After a few weeks of rolling with this, I noticed that I didn't really get any soreness and I found the sessions to be very tolerable to the point of them being easy. So I started adding in a set to some movements where eventually I was doing at least two sets for most muscle groups and three for some others. At this point, my set volume for most muscle groups was in the 12 to 15 range. After a few weeks of doing this, I ended up doing three sets per day on basically all muscle groups, resulting in about 18 sets per week. And sometimes I hit the gym all days of the week when my weekends suited that. So in those cases, I would be at the 21 set mark. When I was doing my mini cut, I scaled the volume back down a little near the end of my deficit period because I didn't want to run myself into the ground, but at the end of that, I quickly picked things up again. Once I was bulking for a few weeks already and the weight kept coming on at a respectable pace and also my sleep quality improved to a considerable extent, I was basically comfortable doing three sets for each muscle group. And mind you, at this point, I was basically consistently in the gym seven days a week. I found that the chronic energy surplus and the low stress lifestyle definitely impacted my training positively and I left the gym feeling pretty good. And while I was definitely fatigued, I didn't feel beat up. It was more like like a pleasant, satisfying type fatigue. So I eventually said, you know what? Let's try adding in a fourth set on some muscle groups, particularly for my higher rep work, which was lower impact, and for muscle groups that involved joints that were not injury prone historically. However, at this point, I decided to add in a fourth exercise for each muscle group. Because up until that point, I was doing only three exercises for each muscle group rotating back to back. This was basically there to have some further variety in the movements to mitigate the risk of running into an overuse injury problem and to have some more lower intensity work. Lower intensity in this case meaning higher rep, lower load training. Now, when my training got to the point where I didn't think it could get any more hardcore, it looked something like this. I'll put it up on the screen, but if you don't see it, it's still full body training with three or four sets per muscle group each day. So at this point, my training volume was somewhere between 21 and 28 sets. Pretty hardcore. Now at this point, something interesting happened, which is I injured my hip flexor, probably the psoas muscle. It was just a dumb thing where I did leg presses with a range of motion, which I should have known from experience that it causes a pinching sensation near the groin area, and I just trained something there. But what this basically meant was that I couldn't do heavy squatting or even leg pressing type movements because any movement where I went into deep hip flexion bothered my hip flexor. So with all the heavy squatting and unilateral squat movements taken out, I basically had a whole bunch of liberated recovery capacity at my hand, which I could dedicate towards something else if I wished. So I just said, let's just see how much I can crank things up for my upper body before I notice any issues on the recovery front. So I started doing four sets on basically all muscle groups, and I even included some extra delt and arm and trap work. For the record, I didn't stop training my quads, by the way, but I simply did some occluded, super lightweight, high rep leg extensions at the end of my sessions. At this point, my training looked like this. So basically, all muscle groups are receiving 28 sets, and for some of them, if you account for the overlap, like in the case of the rear delts and biceps, 
it could be up in the 40s. So yeah, all I can say is boom. Now, a couple of things I'd like to point out here. The more I started to include higher training volumes, the more I focused on very controlled training tempos, feeling the muscle, and higher rep work. For my biceps, triceps, and rear delts, the lowest rep target I have is 15, and the highest is 40, the average being somewhere around 20. For my chest, my lowest rep target is 8, and the highest is 20. And the lowest rep target I touch in my entire training program is six. So that's important to keep in mind. I'd also like to point out that I was very systematic with my increases in volume. I only increased set numbers once it was confirmed for a few weeks that my progression is still steady and that I didn't have any DOMS, so delayed onset muscle soreness anymore. And besides this, I only increase my volume by 10 to 20% at a time, which is important because there is some research indicating that sudden increases in training volume are inherently more injurious. So this is what I'm doing at the moment. I'm not sure how long I'll keep this up, but so far it seems to serve me pretty nicely. I'm also gaining weight at a nice and steady pace, and I'll probably hit 90 kilos in the foreseeable future, which for a guy like me with smaller bone structure is a pretty massive weight. But I'm happy to see that while my weight is increasing steadily, my body fat doesn't climb up too fast, and I'm still at a decent level of conditioning. Probably once I'm able to squat heavily and train my quads with real intensity, I'll dial back my upper body training since, as you know, doing heavy quad work is taxing you quite a bit. But this higher volume phase is a cool experiment that I'm running. I'll see how much I'll be able to get out of it. And I'll do this knowing that going back to a very sustainable moderate volume level is always there as an option. If all of a sudden my lifestyle doesn't suit this style of training anymore. So I think that's all I wanted to say today. But I have a lot more to say in the article that I mentioned, which is down in the description below. You will also find a PDF in there, which you can read, and hopefully you'll find that very helpful. It's basically a very actionable guide on how you can start out with a very workable training setup and how you can increase things from there if you wish. So give that a look. So guys, I hope you enjoy this. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. I have an awesome interview coming out this weekend with Valentin Tambosi, who is a great mind on the theme of muscle building. So keep an eye out on that. And with all of that said, see you, yeah, next time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, see you next time.